0: there. You're listening to Women to Women Podcast with Gina and Jade. Hey, besties. Jade here just jumping in to let you guys know that this is an encore episode, meaning it's an episode that we've published in the past and now we're just re-releasing it for a second go around. But don't worry. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode for you guys. So we hope you enjoy your week and you love this episode just as much as we do. Okay, bye.
1: Hello friends! Welcome back to Mommy Easy. Oh my god I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to like have our ball rolling with these episodes but how are you doing today Jade? I'm doing really good for a Monday. It's actually
0: pretty going pretty smooth for me. Yeah. So I'm super excited about it. Yeah.
1: That's good. I've had a lazy Monday but I had a long weekend so. I think a lazy Monday is much needed. But it's it's been a good Monday for me too.
0: Yes. I apologize if you guys can hear my kids crying in the back. They're all everybody's crying at the same time, Sim, simultaneous crying or whatever it's called.
1: Oh I guess they're all I just know.
0: upset.
1: <laughs> we usually record once they go to bed or if nobody's home. But today we both had time. So my child is home too. And my dog is inside and she's like taunting him. So you may hear our children in the background.
0: <laughs> yes. Cameron is super scared of the vacuum and Isaiah's is vacuuming. So she normally like runs to me when he's going to start. But right now he's like, you can't go with her. So Aww. she's like just there <laughs> traumatizing herself, like so scared because she doesn't want to, she can't come back here.
1: Poor baby. <laughs> she's so scared.
0: We could have waited baby. till he was done. I didn't know he was going to but Calvin smushed up a pop tart all over the couch so I thought he was just like dusted off but he decided to vacuum.
1: Oh makes sense. The other day I um, sprayed our couches with like carpet cleaner like the foamy carpet cleaner that like bubbles up Mm -hmm. and then I vacuumed it. Oh my god best decision of my life. I was scared. Yeah I thought they were gonna like stay wet and I was scared that the vacuum wouldn't dry it enough. And so obviously I don't want my couches to stay wet. And then it like stinks, you know, of course, but I just like ran the fan and we were getting ready to walk out of the door. So by the time we came home, I feel like that's all you smell. And it just smelled good because these couches we got when we moved in, like the previous owners left them. So there were still really good couches, but I just feel like they're not that clean because I don't even know how long they had them, you know? Yeah. So I was like, I want to like shampoo them.
0: No, I totally get that. I mean, we've had our, we bought our couches, but they're just disgusting because we have kids. But have you ever seen those TikToks that they'll like shampoo, like the car seat, not, not car seats, but like the interior of a car, like, and they get them all nice and clean or like with that little green machine or whatever too. I wanted one so bad so Isaiah was gonna go buy one and I let him go to Walmart by himself to get it he came back with a whole different like a whole different little steamer thing for the couch that sucks it smells weird like I feel like it works but the after effect it smells like funky and so we don't use it it's just sitting there yeah I need
1: to like get my car detailed like I feel like my driver's seat looks so dull compared to my other seats Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's just because I've never really like I've vacuumed them but I've never like shampooed them and like scrubbed it down you know yeah and I have cloth seats so I don't know maybe it's just getting a little worn but if you know any um detailers out there message us because I need a good detail on my car but anyways let's get right into episode three
0: yes so we were going to just kind of follow up um make it a quote-unquote part two of our last episode um we did leave off talking about mom guilt so we kind of wanted to zone in on that for this episode because it seems like it's a it's a thing that a lot of moms experience Um, And it's extremely, extremely common, and we didn't want moms to feel like it's not that it's not real, but it's not the end-all be-all. So mom guilt is defined as, for those who don't know, the persuasive feeling of not doing enough as a parent, not doing things right, or making decisions that may mess up your kids in the long run. Um, So I don't know about you guys, but I always feel like anything I say to them is gonna just fuck them up <laughs> and they're just gonna like end up resenting me when they get older and i feel like i don't that's what i don't want i want them to be able to have a safe space with me to where i don't feel bad about how i raise them but i mean you'll never know until the future like there's no handbook on being a mom and there's no way to tell or like okay this isn't gonna fuck them up because even if i I feel like even if I do do everything right, something like the one small thing, like I didn't give Kaylee a toy for this accomplishment in her life and that just fucked her up for like ever, that could still happen, I guess. You know what I mean? So I don't want to say that it's inevitable, but I want to try to prevent it for myself as much as I can. Um, Do you ever feel guilty, Gina?
1: Yeah, I do feel guilty. And whenever we decided to talk about, to can, continue talking about mom guilt, the biggest thing that came to mind was when people say like, I want to put my baby in daycare or I want to put her in daycare. Um, so I need to find a job to afford it. Right. And then they realize like, even if I work part-time, I'm literally just paying for her to be in daycare. And it's like such guilt because it's like, I could stay home and just be with my child but then I don't have extra spending money or I'm not getting out there meeting people and just like having human interaction. So I dealt with that a lot. When I first started working, I started working part-time and initially I started working to help out because we wanted a second vehicle and we wanted to um, get a house. We were living with family. And so I was like, let me start working. Let me start helping us save. And then when we figured out how expensive daycare is. I was like, I'm literally working to pay for daycare. Like I feel bad because I'm sending her to somebody else when I could have just stayed home with her, you know? So that ate Mm -hmm. at me for a little bit, but I had to realize like, number one, she needed to be around other kids, her age. Number two, I needed adult interaction. So at the end of the day, if I'm not pocketing my paycheck and all I'm doing is paying for her to go to the babysitter or go to daycare. I feel like we're still growing in ways that we need to grow. So I feel like that was my biggest mom guilt. And I hear so many moms say that now, like, I feel like I'm just going to work to put her in daycare when I could just be at home with her. But is that going to make you a better parent at the end of the day? Because you're very stressed out being home and she's very overwhelmed being home and just in the house, you know? yeah so I feel like it's so common and it's so hard to like figure out what's the right move especially when it's your first child and they're so little they're at that critical stage where they need you and they're attached still yeah I, like I am just thinking guilt,
0: about that yeah the mom guilt, like first time like, moms.
1: yes
0: I feel like when um, when I first had Kaylee anything that she anytime she cried I felt guilty but I also like of course was a new mom so I didn't know much um, I just knew like I did babysit like my little cousins things like that but it, those aren't my kids so I mean if they got hurt <laughs> they got hurt and I kind of didn't care I mean I still felt bad like oh yeah, no I know but didn't
1: care.
0: <laughs> I would like mm. for any of my cousins that are listening that I babysitted your kids I promise they were okay I didn't do anything to them (laughs) anyways just a disclaimer um but with Kaylee like when I did start finally working because I didn't work like her whole I don't know first year and a half maybe two years of her life I kind of just stayed with her um I lived in section eight so I had like my own apartment like it was really cute and then I had food stamps so I didn't I didn't really need much. Um, and I didn't have a, like a car or anything. So, but anyways, um, anytime I would, like when I did start working I would leave her with my grandma to watch her and she would just cry and cry and cry. I would feel so bad. Like I was late so many times because I was just like, she doesn't want me to leave. I can't leave her. Like I would feel so, so, so bad. And then I would constantly call my grandma, like any break I got, I'd be like, is she okay? Did she stop crying? what is she doing? Is she asking for me? Like I would panic about it all day and my girl would be like, just stop calling me. <laughs> and I'd be like, I can't, like I couldn't turn it off.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but I also had a postpartum depression really bad and I didn't know anything about it because I didn't really know much about postpartum depression. Like I didn't even know it was a thing. So having the mom guilt coincide with the postpartum depression was just like, I was just asking for fucking tears every day because I didn't know where
1: um, See that right there, that's what I was gonna say. I feel like I never of course I felt bad when she cried, but I never went through like the super, super guilt of like, oh my god. I worried about her, like, is she still crying? But her daycare teacher was really good about like she already stopped crying, don't worry about it. So then I would just work, you know, and like, try to enjoy my time. But I want to say like, after I started working there, after I stopped working there, and I put her in a full time daycare, because I went to work full time, then I kind of, it kind of clicked how much I kind of not, I don't want it to sound wrong, but like disassociated. So I wondered if that was my own type of postpartum. Like I needed a break, you know what I mean? Like not pushing mm-hmm. her away in an ugly way, but pushing her away to her, like, please go over there so I can have some human interaction. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. know to this day that I ever really went through postpartum with, with Scarlett, but I feel like moms go through that too. And it's really not talked about. Yeah. like It's um, okay well- for you to feel like I need her to go over there.
0: Like, yeah, I, I totally. I need
1: a break, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. um like uh when Kaylee was first born I didn't feel like connected with her like you know how moms are just like oh my baby I'd give my life for you I didn't feel like that you didn't like Mm-mm. I remember
1: you kind of saying that but because I wasn't a mom I didn't really understand it
0: yeah and but I was so scared sick. because I felt like people were just like judging me like bitch you don't yeah. love your baby and it's like I love her but I'm not like in love with her like I didn't have that connection with her i also wasn't with her dad um her biological dad so i just didn't feel like the i don't even know how to explain it like i feel like all my joy of a new family
1: yes yes
0: and i mean i see so many girls who just like obsessed with their babies and stuff and i i mean it could also just be like you know facebook clout or whatever because i feel like i would do that i would post about her a lot but i just wasn't necessarily like up her ass because I was so happy to have her. Yeah. It didn't come till like way later, till I was like, oh my gosh, like I really love her. Yeah. But that was like way down the line. um do you But with think, Cameron,
1: do you think that was ahead. after you got help for your postpartum? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I want to say it's after like I talked to my doctor and everything, and she was like, um you're kind of like, and I didn't even know I had it. She just had me fill out like a questionnaire or something, like a little survey, and I filled it out like honestly on it honestly honestly and she was like uh yeah you have postpartum and I was like I do I did I feel like normal I mean I guess so and then I, mean, I started thank to God medication for you for being it.
1: honest
0: I always try to be honest on surveys I don't care who they come from I'm always honest like it could be from the damn phone provider and I'm gonna tell you no <laughs> this this shit sucks fix this 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 and that like I, I I'm surveys. always oh, I love surveys because I sure will be honest and I sure will sign my name oh. I have no problems and put my phone number and a smiley face I you promise can I'm not a Karen me
1: if you have more questions because I can complain more
0: <laughs> exactly me facts
1: no but printer what were you going to say about with Cameron later with Cameron
0: Oh, with Cameron, I felt so different. But I guess because me and Isaiah were already together and like we already had those strong bonds, so like it was like our baby together, like yeah, me and him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she was like the best parts of us, so I feel like I just felt so attached to her. Like I guess what everybody else feels, and I don't want to say everybody else, because I'm sure a lot of women don't feel like that. They some women may never even experience that, but. I just felt like I just love her, but I, I think it's because I loved him so much yeah. or I love him so much that I just loved her so much.
1: Yeah, oh, she's not, my that favorite you, kid. not that you didn't feel that with Kaylee. Of course not. It was just I think you had a lot, a lot piling up on you at that time. I mean, we were still in high school. Yeah, we're trying to figure it all out, you
0: know? Yeah,
1: but yeah, I, I don't think I ever went through postpartum, but I definitely did feel mom guilt. Oh my God, <laughs> quick little story. So Scarlett was born and we stayed at the hospital for a week because, well, number one, I had a C-section and number two, it was storming really bad for like, I wanna say two days in a row, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. And um, the doctor, he had like suggested us to stay longer because he was like i would hate for you guys to be driving in this with a newborn so we're like okay yeah we agree and we had just moved home from hawaii so we were waiting for our stuff to get shipped so my whole or the rest of my pregnancy when i moved here which was like the last two months we were sleeping on an air mattress so i was like i can't go home and sleep on an air mattress with a c-section like how the heck am i going to do that you know so we were like yeah we'll stay in the hospital another like few days So by the time we went home, my best friend, she happened to be in Houston. So she drove down, her and her husband drove down to meet Scarlett. So that was the first day we were home. So we took them out to eat and Scarlett was a newborn. So she was still sleeping in the car seat, like in the carrier and Mm -hmm. our food, like our food got there. And I just bursted into tears and Jerry's like, why are you crying? And I'm like, because it's time for her to eat and she's asleep. And I just got my food, and I hate eating cold food. And if I stop to feed her, my food's gonna be cold, but I feel so guilty eating first. And he was like, She's asleep. Like, wait till she wakes up and cries. And I was like, But it's time for her feeding. He was like, She's not gonna die. Like, I was literally sobbing, and my best friend was looking at me because she didn't have kids yet. So she was like, Are you okay? Like, the waitress even came and was like, I'm so sorry. Is there anything that I could do for y'all? And I was like, No just stop looking at me. It was so horrible. You know what's funny?
0: I kind of have like a similar story to that, but I I mean, not, I don't, I guess it wasn't, I don't remember if it was mom guilt though, but I remember like Isaiah went to the store to H-E-B after I had Calvin um, and he, he went to go do something, but I was like, it's okay, go ahead. Oh, because I was trying to breastfeed. That's why, because I was really trying to breastfeed this time that I had Calvin and he was gone Isaiah was gone so I was like trying to breastfeed him but I needed to change like um my dressing or whatever um, for my c-section and then like I also had to go to the restroom because I was still like you know TMI but bleeding a whole lot still um, yeah and everything and then I ended up like I got blood like all over the floor my freaking boobs were like just leaking all like they were dripping milk like I was a hot ass mess like I had never cried so (laughs) If you're not a mom, I promise
1: it's not that bad all the time, okay? It really
0: isn't. (laughs) I this was like I don't know. I was like a couple weeks postpartum, maybe like a week. I it wasn't that long after. Like my milk had just come in. It was a hot ass mess. So then when he walked in, he came in with like some like um I think he came in with like some alcohol, like beer or something, because he wanted to try this new beer. And then he brought like food and stuff. And I was just there, fucking bawling my eyes out. And he was like. Okay, okay, hold on. Hold on. Let, let's let me help you. Hold on. And I was
1: like, I'm such a fucking mess. I'm so sorry. Don't look at me. It, it makes you like, feel it, so bad, right? Because you feel like I'm like not thinking about for it. myself. Yeah.
0: Yes. And but it's like I don't know. It was just so overwhelming. I was very overwhelming. I felt bad because I really wanted to breastfeed. Like, if y'all don't know, Gina is literal breastfeeding goals, y'all. Like plain oh can breastfeed for real. I've and I always like
1: because what if I can't <laughs> breastfeed this second one? I'm so scared. Oh,
0: I, I, I don't. I'm a little cow, it, so.
1: guys. <laughs> 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 I breastfed Scarlett till she was almost two. And that was against my will because homegirl would not would not give it up. She would literally rip my shirt. Like and i always wish for me. that. No, no. I did have guilt then too, because there was nights where I would just cry. Like Jerry would wake up and I'd be sitting up breastfeeding her and I would just be crying. And he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I don't want her on me. You know what? Maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's why I was so ready to work. Cause I was still breastfeeding her then. Mm. And I would, I would literally tell him like, I feel bad saying this out loud, but I do not want her on me. Like, please get off. I would, sometimes I would tell her like, can you please just hurry, (laughs) like, just eat what you need to and lay down. But she was so attached that she would want to fall asleep on my chest. And then if I put her down, she would wake up and want to eat again to go back to sleep. Yeah. so I'd be like, why, why did I agree to these terms and conditions?
0: I know. And then I'm over here just making my kids formula. I mean, there's nothing wrong with breastfeeding or formula guys, just an FYI. It's okay. No matter how you feed your kids, as long as they're healthy and they're getting the nutrients they need, it literally doesn't matter. It's just, some moms are not able to produce enough milk and then some moms overproduce milk and they don't really need formula. So.
1: And the funny thing is I could not pump. I couldn't pump for the life of me. I would get maybe an ounce, maybe so I had no choice but to be the only one who could feed her and that was the only way she would go to sleep and that was the only way she would stop crying she didn't take a binky so it was like I mean it has its pros and cons you know so like for you you wish you could have done it and there was days where I was like why didn't I just stick to formula Mm
0: -hmm. I felt that um I had really bad mom guilt last week with Kaylee. Kaylee's six. She's going to be seven in January. And I feel like I hold her to like a way higher standard than Cameron and Calvin, obviously, because Cameron's only two and Calvin's only one. So with Kaylee, I expect a lot more because I feel like it was just her for the whole first four years of her life, just her. Um, I think I had Cameron when Kaylee was about to turn five or something around there. Um, so I like, you know, there's like a routine, like she, she can read, like she's learning to read now. So she can read very well, not very well, but she can put her words together and start forming her sentences. She speaks very well. Like she's intelligent for her age.
1: Yeah.
0: And I just feel like Kayla, you can make your bed. I don't have, I feel like I shouldn't have to tell her to make her bed and like throw her dirty clothes in the basket and stuff like that. But sometimes I do. I mean, I, I do it anyways, because I feel like, okay, Jade, she's only six, give her a break.
1: Yeah. So I do
0: those things. But I feel like, when is she going to start getting in the habit of doing them? Um, So I, I feel like last week, it was just one thing after another. And she was just really working my nerves. Um, And if you didn't listen to my the first episode, I did talk about how even though you do gentle parenting, you can still, you know, lose your cool and stuff because nobody's perfect, so I felt like last week, I was just, I was raising my voice more than I needed to or more than I wanted to, and it was making me feel so bad, Um, and I I had told myself, like, I'm going to talk about this, and I had already forgot what she did, that I was just like, do you even understand me? Like, I was literally in her face. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? And she was just looking at me and like, I could tell she wanted to cry. Like her eyes were getting watery. And I was like, okay, just, just go. Just please go get on my face before I say something that I'm really gonna, like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I feel like I'm getting there. Like, this is, it's no longer productive, this conversation. Yeah. It's now it's counterproductive and that's not what I want. And I feel like I can never, I'm, we're never moving forward. With Kaylee, I'm always going backwards. And I hate that. Like I can never,
1: why do you feel that way
0: though? Because I feel like even if I were to do something every single day, she'll, she still kind of looks at me as like the old me as where like, I'm always blowing up or I'm always getting upset or she's always in trouble. And I hate that because it's like, no, no, no. I promise I'm not mad. Even when I'm not mad and I'm like, I'm not mad. You can just tell me like, if you do ABC and D and she still is just staring at me, she won't say a word. She'll just shut down and Isaiah and I hate it so much because it's like we are not upset just tell me what it is so we can fix it and she's so scared and I just feel like okay <laughs> I don't know what to do and I I feel incredibly guilty because I feel like the mom that I am to Cameron and the mom that I am to Calvin and the mom that I am to Kaylee is so different they're all different moms like Cameron I can and Calvin understand
1: a, that so much good vibe of me yeah it's, yeah, it's hard. Not, I think you just need to keep being persistent, even when it's hard and it's like you are so tempted to lose, not lose your cool or blow up the way you said, like you had to tell her, just go because we're not, I'm sure you said it in your head, but we're not getting anywhere at this point. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think that you should see it as you guys keep taking 10 steps backwards with her um, because I think she's going to get it eventually. She's Mm going to get it and she's going to feel comfortable as long as you're persistent Yeah, and consistent, you know, with the fact of just tell us what it is so we can fix it. Because I think that's really awesome of y'all. Because I'm trying that with Scarlett. That's why I'm like, I know exactly what you mean. Because sometimes I see it in her face where she like thinks I'm going to blow up on her or she will say, am I in trouble? But because I used to yell for every little thing. So I've had to tell her like, no, you're not in trouble, but X, Y, Z, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel guilty in that sense too. So I can just imagine with two younger ones who, like you said, have gotten this better version parenting wise of you. And Kaylee still wonders if you're going to yell at her or blow up, up about something, you know?
0: Yeah. It's been, it's been months since I we've spanked her or anything and we don't even spank her like I said we just do like a pop on the hand or something yeah. um we don't Isaiah's started resorting to just like flicking them like his hands are so heavy so a flick is enough because that it their attention me. yes yeah um And it's been months since we've had to do that with her. So I just, like sometimes now if I say something, she'll flinch. And I'm like, why are you flinching? You make it seem like I beat you. (laughs) I don't even do anything to you. And it makes me so like, oh my God, I hope nobody has seen her be like this right now. Yes, because I feel like, okay, what is going on? But I've always wanted that. I want that relationship to where she'll just talk to me and tell me and be comfortable enough to express herself instead of, you know, setting me in this rabbit, this whole goose chase, trying to figure out what is wrong with her. Like I wanna work on her communication skills as long as, as well as mine um, and everybody else's too. Cameron and Calvin are lucky enough to be able to have their feelings now. Whereas I didn't know any better. And Kaylee, like we did the timeout thing and I, I'm now I feel like timeout is so bad um, cause I've learned that sending kids to timeout just gives them time to like.
1: So reflect on what they yeah. did in not a healthy way. Exactly. I've that so much. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, and she went to timeout a lot, like instead of spanking, I would always send her to timeout cause I didn't want to spank her and so, it just makes them feel isolated.
1: So what do you suggest in replacement of timeout? Do you, do you feel like you found something that kind of works for y'all?
0: Um, Honestly, I've just seen a lot of talk throughs, like you just Mm. kind of talk through it. Um, I did uh, learn about another form of discipline, uh, correlated consequences, but I haven't really um, I haven't really dove into it. Yeah, I haven't really tried it out with my kids yet to even really speak on it to see if it even not if it even works, but if it's even effective, Um, I just kind of. You know, I'll just ask. And I, like I said, we just do talk through. So, like, I'll talk to them, see what's wrong, see if they'll tell me. If they do, then we'll kind of talk through it. Like, what's okay? Like, this is why this or this is why that. And I sometimes they work, but if it's already like they're already fussy, and tired, like bedtime, past like 7 30, 8 o'clock, KK is already getting like oh, super aggravated. Yeah. So, like, I could be like, okay, go put on your pajamas. And she will just throw the biggest fit, like crying like boohoo sobbing and it's very very annoying but that like she's just tired so I would have to be like hey, you're just tired once you get past this little hurdle you can get in your bed and go to sleep it won't take long yeah um, or like she has eczema really bad so it's like just put on your lotion and she never wants to put it on so I'm like just put it on you're, you will feel better in the long run and it's very hard to tell a kid to have a kid look to the future because they don't understand yet
1: so everything has to be like right
0: now like instant relief
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and it's hard (laughs) it's so hard explaining those kinds of things
1: well I'm glad you said that because it's true it's hard to get them to understand like I go through that with Scarlett with being fussy before sleep and I do literally tell her like I need you to understand that you're crying because you're tired I'm telling you to lay down because you're tired not because you're in trouble not because you're crying, you know? And so she says, okay, but what makes me feel so bad and what makes me wonder if she thinks that I'm still just being ugly about it, I guess, because she doesn't understand, is she'll say, okay, I'm sorry, I love you. And I'm like, I love you too, but (laughs) we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about you just laying down. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. she's a very, uh, when it comes to me and Jerry, at least, she's a very people pleaser, like doesn't want to aggravate us so it makes me feel like am I that scary to you you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but but I think because before I realized that the yelling and the spanking doesn't work then she she expects that you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so but I've had to learn like you said to to try and explain to her like the instant relief right now If you lay down, you're going to feel a lot better. If you take a deep breath, you're going to feel a lot better, you know? But before, when it was just like us 24 seven, me and her all the freaking time, then it was hard for me to realize if I just talk to her, maybe she'll get it and it'll calm me down rather than just saying like, just lay down. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But yeah, yeah, it's true. But poor Katie, I don't like Maybe repeating she's myself. me neither. Oh my God, that's my biggest pet peeve.
0: It's one of mine too. I don't like repeating myself. So I feel like once I say it once and you look at me like you don't understand, it pisses me off. Cause I'm like, what the fuck?
1: If I have ever, whoever's listening to this, if I have ever looked at you a certain way because you didn't hear me the first or second time, I'm, I apologize because I can tell sometimes my mom is like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you, but God repeating myself is my biggest pet peeve. And it has always been like, if I say it twice, you didn't hear me. It don't matter. Don't just keep walking. Cause I can't, I don't have no more breath to say it. <laughs> I heard that
0: <laughs> she's like, I don't know what she sounds like. She's like trying to get a herd together or something. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but I mean now I'm getting better and I think now it's pissing Isaiah off because I can be like Kaylee come here waits five minutes Kaylee come here waits another five minutes Kaylee can you come here please and after that point Isaiah's like Kaylee your mom is calling you and I'm like it's okay <laughs> it's okay it's not it's non-urgent now and I've had it's to fun. tell myself
1: like when it comes to my kids I have to repeat myself like I need to get over that pet peeve because She's three years old. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, but everybody else, y'all better listen. Because I'm not repeating myself. Because baby,
0: <laughs> you can get your ass whooped if you don't fucking hear me.
1: Yes, I, I hate it. Like, if I say something and Jerry's like, huh? I'll say it one more time. And he's like, what? Never mind. Never mind. And he's like, why you are you that's mad? Funny as I'm Isaiah not mad. I'm just not like... saying it again. <laughs>
0: But you're like low key salty. About it. Totally get that. Isaiah has learned to like tune me out. So he'll be like watching a video or something on his phone, and I'll be talking to him, and he'll be like, "What'd you say?" And I could kind have of told this nigga a whole ass story, and I'll be so upset. Like, bro, I just told you all this. He was like, "I'm sorry, you know I tune you out. I can only focus on one thing." And I'm like, "Focus on me. It's just me. That's all you need to focus on for the rest of your life." Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Um but back to the mom guilt I feel like it's very very much like friend guilt too I don't know if like I don't want to tell those are like the right words but being mom guilted by your friends is like a real thing because I feel mm, like
1: yeah
0: I constantly check myself um because there's like a difference between like giving like Like, if somebody didn't know and you're just kind of, like, offering advice or offering different solutions that help, that helped you, that may help them, that's so different than just, like, giving your obnoxious input. Like, well, I didn't do that. Or I did this. You know what I mean? Like, this is how I do it. Um, And I feel like it it turns into mom shaming very quickly. I was going to
1: say, that kind of goes along with the judgment that we talked about on the last episode as well.
0: Yeah, like the mom shaming is crazy and I really try I feel like I know so many little tips and tricks um that help me or like little quote-unquote mom hacks um and a lot of my my friends are first-time moms or they only have one kid um compared to my three so I feel like I always want to help um but I always have to like just check myself like okay if she didn't ask I'm not gonna tell her like kind of just let them go through it but I also feel like if I can spare you from this heartache and this pain why don't i just offer like like here you could do this or just in case here's a solution to your problem or whatever I've you know heard what i before, mean before
1: i've heard before like um a good rule of thumb especially if y'all are that good of friends is like if i've heard my friend complain about this or voice her her whatever the struggle is
0: mm-hmm.
1: more than like two times two or three times then try to politely say like I know you didn't ask but I've heard you I've heard you struggle with this for a little bit and here's what worked for me just a suggestion you know what I mean I forgot where I heard that and I was like that's a good that is a good tactic because I grew up like just say whatever you want to say I used to have no filter used to not care whether you wanted my opinion but I quickly realized like sometimes your opinion does not matter like just keep your mouth shut. They're going to do
0: what they want to do. They're going
1: to do what they want to do for one. And sometimes you don't know what's best. You know what I mean? Like, like with you, I wasn't a mom. So obviously I had no idea what I would have been talking about, whether I thought like, "Oh, you should have spanked her, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's none of my business. So it's like your opinion did not need to be put in there. And so as I just got older, I can't remember for the life of me where I heard that. I was like, wow, I need to apply that to everything because sometimes I don't need to say nothing (laughs) or sometimes I just need to reevaluate whether it's worth saying something,
0: you know? Yes, that, that part. (laughs) I feel like I'm, I always give advice or people always ask me for advice, but then don't take it. So I'm like, why the fuck am I wasting time explaining this to you for 30 minutes when I could have been with my kids or whatever, like things I don't have to do. So I feel like that happens a lot. And also- I don't ever want anybody to feel like they can't ask me for advice, and I'm not going to give it if they don't take it. Because I also feel part of me is like, you do what you want with that information I just gave you. Because yeah. I I know I've gotten a lot of advice from people like that I did not want or I didn't ask for, and then I kind of was like, okay, that's a good chunk of advice, or I just kind of in one ear out the other because I didn't ask for it and I didn't like I'm fine. You know what I mean? Um, I'm also very cautious of who I take advice from (laughs) like I would never take I don't ever take advice from like I don't want to be rude but like old people especially if they don't have their shit together like you can't tell me how to do this with my kids but your daughter's on like her eighth baby daddy and still ain't married and doing all this shit you know what I mean like
1: yeah
0: I I just i we're gonna feel like you don't know what the fuck you're talking about because your kids didn't turn out the way you're preaching to me. You know what I mean? Um, but again, I just take it with a grain of salt and I'll if I feel like okay, well, that was that made sense, then I'll apply it. But if not, then no.
1: That's what I was so, gonna say. I, if it made sense, because it's like I was gonna say this earlier, every kid is different what yes. works for one kid is not always going to work for the other kid exactly. and exactly sometimes that goes for grown-ass adults like you know Preach. What I mean? <laughs> like so talk your shit oh my god so I just feel like sometimes you are going to come across older people who are going to give you advice and their kids just didn't listen and that's why their kids are a little crazy you yeah. know but but I get what you're saying because I've been there too like Really? You're going to give me advice? Oh, look at you. <laughs> but <laughs> but that's where my opinion didn't matter. So all I need to say is, yeah, I get it. No, thank you for that. And then whether mm-hmm. I take the advice or not is up to me. And they probably don't even give a damn whether I take it or not. They just want to fucking say it.
0: Yeah, you they know? just want to hear themselves talk. Yeah. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I feel like it's very hard. I mean, it's very easy to speak on stuff you don't know so especially with your friends like I think it's important to be mindful especially if you are a mom and it's your friend's first time being a mom I feel like you know kind of ease into it and just be supportive that's like the only thing you really can do is be supportive and when whatever you're being supportive
1: it'll come from a genuine place when it's ready to come out
0: mm, look at that y'all hear that did y'all hear that? That was like a whole ass bar. Did y'all hear write that?
1: that down? Let me say it again. Oh, I'm just kidding. Mm.
0: Uh, how do you make like the rewind? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> rewind that one more time. I that can. was a good one. Um, no, but it's but seriously. True. And um, shout out to Sam because she's the first time. On, I don't even know if she listens to our podcast, but She's a first-time mom, I and mean, we haven't even met her baby yet. But I'm so proud of her. I was gonna, her I was thinking of everything. her, and I was
1: gonna say like she's a first-time mom, but we've been trying to give her space. As bad as we yeah. want to meet her baby, it's <laughs> like, uh, with the coronavirus and everything else going on, like she's probably just trying to get everything under control and figure it all out. And we respect that because we've been there, done that.
0: And mommy ain't easy.
1: Hell no shell the fucking
0: <laughs> um but yeah uh, mom guilt from your friends is pretty shitty yeah so
1: it can be but I don't know I think um what was I gonna say I think that you're gonna go through different types of mom guilt different seasons of it it's normal find a friend to talk to find a friend that understands and that supports you because or a family member doesn't have to be a friend but find somebody who supports you because sometimes all you need is just to let it out you just need to let it out and you'll feel better
0: um but yeah just to close it all out mom guilt happens to everybody you guys don't feel guilty if you know you gave your child fruit loops instead of like raisin bran or something it's okay
1: scarlet had a water Lope burger for breakfast the other day
0: i give my kids popcorn it's literally okay
1: <laughs> she had a watered down sprite a junior <laughs> burger and some french fries because i went to go get it for dinner and she fell asleep so when she woke up she said you didn't bring me my burger i said yes i did girl it's on the table I I you. Eat it right now <laughs> do what you want to do seven in the morning but you eat that burger and drink that watered down spray oh I I
0: cannot but I felt that because this morning Cameron was like mom popcorn and popcorn and I was like oh popcorn okay but I hadn't made any so I was like just just wait till after nap time today and I'll make some so she's just like she is really inhaling that shit in the living room right now as we speak, because I just made it before we hopped on this call. So, Aww. anyways, <laughs> but yeah, don't let anybody guilt you. It's normal, moms. Please, please, please know that you're still worthy. You are still amazing. You're still a good mom, even if you feel like you ain't doing anything right by your kid. You really are. Trust me. You know, as long as you're there,
1: anybody. as long as you're there, you're doing it right. You're figuring it out, and that's what matters
0: exactly
1: but I hope you guys enjoyed this little discussion about mom guilt um message us if you guys have any more topic ideas and we want to know what y'all want to hear and also oh whenever you're listening to this episode screenshot it and if you post it on your story be sure to tag us because we love when you guys tag us and thank you for all the feedback from our first episode we got a lot of good feedback a lot of people said they enjoyed it and it was relatable And that's what we're here for.
0: Yes, you're not alone ever, ever, ever. Because even if you feel like you're alone, God is there with you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) For sure. But all right, guys, we will talk to y'all soon. Have a good one.